this episode, we recap Season 4 by discussing our second day on the trail, then finish with our best of list from 2023. Listen in to find out what we are drinking tonight and what made our best of lists on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Back to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Poole, and I'm joined by Rep Ryan and JD Fritches. This is our last episode of the year, um, end of season four. Pretty, uh, pretty nice thing. We've got a pretty good lineup coming in uh, 2024. First episode out of the gates is a full Weller lineup, uh, and then I think our second episode coming into the new year is going to be a Hardens Creek episode where we do all three plus a Jacobs Well. I think that's what we're going to do. Um, so look forward to that in 2024. But uh, taking us out at the end of the year, we're going to recap our uh, bourbon trail trip. Uh, day two, we'll review day one again. And then we're just going to kind of drink a little bit and um, talk about our favorite pours that we've had this year. So um, let's go ahead and get something in, in our glasses. And while we do, I'll kind of uh, review day one from our bourbon trip this year. So, J.D., you brought some stuff to share. So you, you decide kind of what's first here. I'm thinking we'll go low proof to high proof. That sounds like a good game a good plan. plan yeah. So we're going to start out with a 13th Colony Sour Mash Whiskey, 105 proof. And you say this is from 2021? 2021. 2020. Okay, 2021. You can do me a small pour. I'm just getting over an illness. Uh, was not very... Fun at all. Can you describe the uh, symptoms of your... Uh... Yeah, if you've, if you've never had food poisoning, imagine your body trying to get rid of everything in both directions as quick as it possibly can. <laughs> that's funny. And then at one point, directions. I think my urine was about as dark as this bourbon that's being poured right now. And I thought, fuck, I'm probably in an acute kidney failure right now. you got rhabdo and you've got <laughs> food yeah. poisoning. So it was on Christmas Day, which means that there was nowhere open, so I couldn't go get a Pedialyte. Even uh, if I Speedway wanted to, was, was Speedway yeah. open? I was we had Googling. to buy eggs. We had to buy mm. eggs at like Christmas Eve at like 10 o'clock at night. They were open 24 hours, never closed. So. Yeah. I was Googling places like crazy to try and find something. Um, locally, luckily, I had some of that like um, IV hydration yeah, like yeah. packet things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ch- and I, it was like all I could do to like sip on that stuff. So I won't bash oh. the company that I think gave me. Food poisoning live on the air here. Thank you, JD. No, I wouldn't either because um, we, we love that place. It's a chain. So, so uh, before we get too more into the details of your sharding. And, I won't. Well, and, I didn't shard any. <laughs> uh, so day one, for those of you who were not able to listen to our bottle kill episode because it was 20 people talking at the same time, um, we left early in the morning. What time did we actually leave from the Grove City location? Was that like 6.45? I think it was earlier than that. 5.45? Maybe. Probably 5.45 because it's yeah. about three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. And we got late. there right before 9. So we left there right early. At nine. The buck crack of dawn. And uh, we drove straight down to Buffalo Trace. And 
the first day we've always kind of treated it as like a blitz. We just go as many places as we can go. So we drive down to Frankfurt. We go to Buffalo Trace. From there, sometimes we'll go to Woodford. This year we didn't. They didn't really seem to have anything special this year uh, while we were there anyway. Um, and then so instead we went to uh, Wild Turkey next and then Four Roses and then over to Bardstown. We went Wild to Turkey didn't really have anything special either, which yeah, was. But, but Bo Garrett, Bo was, Garrett there, was there. Yeah. We all had a yeah. cocktail and we got the free uh, the glass glasses with the cocktail. With the cocktail, which, I mean, it's pretty much a free cocktail depending on what you mm-hmm. buy. Because, I mean, those cocktail glasses are, what did we say, they were 15 bucks? I think yeah. so. And yeah. I think my drink was $12 or something yeah. like that. So, like, you know, it's a, either a free drink or a free glass, whichever, you, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, so we th- went from there straight over to uh, Four Roses, and they were having all 10 recipes available in their barrel strength. So, Which is really cool. You usually don't see that at all. Massive no. anxiety trying to figure out which, which one. Right. Want. That was everybody. Everybody was, like, looking at the chart. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and luckily, I had my own chart from when we did our 10 recipe yeah. tasting. Nice. So I was looking at that, and it was kind of – I remembered the ones that I really liked. So – I got the one I wanted there. Jeff was able to get two because I his wife was, was in, in the, the car. car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently the lady at the desk was just like, "I don't care if you buy two. Your wife's in the car, right?" And he's like, "No, yes, <laughs> yes." It she was. Is. I was right beside him. It was funny because I had my bottle up there as well, and she was like, "Was it? Is it both of these?" And he was like, "No, this was just mine." He was like, "Can I get a second one?" And she was like, "Your wife's in the car, right?" And like winks at him, and he's like, <laughs> "Slow no. on." No. Oh yes, yeah, she is in the car. <laughs> That's funny. Um. But then after we left Four Roses, we drove to Bardstown, and we were in a little bit of a hurry because we had to get to Jim Beam by, I think, what did we have to get there by two? Yeah. It was originally going to be three, but they moved us up, and I'll expl- talk about that here in a minute. Um, stopped in Lux Row, right? Yeah, so we yeah, stopped we at Lux, stopped Lux, Row, Lux Row. Then we stopped at Heaven Hill. Because I was uh, sad. I wanted to uh-huh. Rebel 10 is what I really oh, wanted yes. But they Lux did Row. have the double uh, double The 12 year. 12 year. Yeah. So that was nice. I got one of those. Um, we went to... Heaven Hill from there all had a cocktail. I don't think anyone bought any bourbon there. Right? No, I did. I bought a uh, toasted barrel. They were given free uh, tastings. Hill. Yes, I bought an Elijah Craig oh, toasted oh, barrel there. That's right. You because didn't get that at uh, Evan Williams, right? You actually you, got one at Heaven Hill. I got it at Heaven Hill. I didn't know if they would have it at Evan Williams. Right, right, right. Someone said, well, they, they probably have it at Evan Williams. And I'm like, yeah, but if, it's if here it's now. It's here right, now. Why right, would you pass Why gamble on, on it? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I bought the uh, toasted barrel there. Um, and then I actually had a s'mores um, old That's, fashioned there yeah. that they made with toasted barrel as well. And they made it with a marshmallow, right? Mm-hmm. It was a toasted marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they but even it, did like the a garnish. they did like a smoked as well, where they put like yeah. a little wood cap on it and they burn it. Yeah. And then it had a rim of like cinnamon sugar that was good because it was the good cinnamon, not the bad cinnamon. To clarify the like, you know, your your taste buds. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like cinnamon and the, like a cinnamon roll cinnamon, not like mm. big red gum. Yes, cinnamon. So it was the cinnamon roll, basically, and they yeah they toasted the marshmallow, and it was a very good old fashioned. Yeah, it, I had a taste of someone's, and it was good. Yeah, I had the Heaven Hill bottled and bond uh, whiskey sour. Oh, oh yeah. nice! That was really tasty. Yeah. And I think I just had a regular old fashioned with. Uh, I think they used Elijah Craig for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope so. Well, but it might have been something else. It might have yeah. been a different product that they have. Um, Their seven year bottled and bond is underrated, though. I think oh, it's yeah. really good. Well, now it's a shelfer here. Is it? I just, just took a picture yeah. of it yesterday, and I was just like, this is now on the shelf? People are sleeping on it then. Yeah, it's, and it's what, $59? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's great. It is. Yes. Because of that, I'm like, well, I might start drinking that mm-hmm. more often mm-hmm. now because it's just sitting there like, hell, shit. What was the free sample they were giving us at Lux Row? 
Remember we were having like free tasting? Yes. Um, it was their, was it their new? No, it wasn't the new Davis County. I had the Distillers Collection, Rebel and Ezra. I tried both of okay. them. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys. But they had something that was a free sample. Yeah. Both of those were free. I didn't pay for either of those. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were just giving us free little yeah. cups. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were a little small. You could do a flight, but, but they were looking to give you like, I want to taste this before I buy the bottle. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of the flights. I think it was Lux Row 12 what I tried. Okay. Um, did they, give you, they gave you a sample of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think wow. it was. I think you're right. Uh, but I did the same thing. I, I t- uh, tested an Ezra Brooks or, you know, an Ezra... Uh, Distillers Collection? I think it was the Distillers Collection. And then... Th- I know this smells really good, doesn't it, JD? I get like a root beer like down in there. That's It's a nice... Uh, yeah, there's, they got, there's a little sarsaparilla in there, too. Guess sarsaparilla is a good note. So let's take a, a drink of this, and then we'll then we'll talk about what we did when we left Bardstown. Um, well, actually, before well, we did the Jim Beam stuff. We, we did. Talk well, we'll talk about that after this drink. But on our way to Jim Beam, we stopped at the other Four Roses bottling. Yes. Oh that yeah, that's right. Got another thing. Why are we going back to Four Roses? Somebody said right. I'm like was, a different yeah, location. Jeff didn't know it was a different <laughs> location. Yeah. I'd never been to that pop up location. It's before. not a pop up. It's just a bottling okay. plant that has a gift shop in it. That way they have a presence in Bardstown as well. They do tours there and tastings there too. Oh, I've never done those there. It's just uh, it's just not as big of a location as their Four Roses. That's where their barrel picks are taking place, right? Um, it may be. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I would. I would. I would bet that now that they built their new visitor experience, that they probably take place there. That new visitors experience is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so much nicer than what they had there before. That's for sure. Um, let me uh, take a sip of this. What'd you Man, guys? this is so. It's the first drink of the day. I didn't do a primer or anything, so that first drink was a little visceral. Um, but there's like a like a marshmallow or something that came through. Yeah, I can on get that. that. I, I need a second drink to come to tell you more. We'll take it. I will. I'm just letting this kind of like coat my palate. Take and it kind all. Of like, you know, find its way. Get past the watery puke mouth. Get past the acid <laughs> from all the vomit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't been getting the visceral reaction in the last few days. I think due to all the alcohol consumption. <laughs> this is the first drink I've had since Christmas Eve. Oh man, I've had. Uh, so I was sitting there Christmas Day, kind of recounting what I had had to drink while I was cooking. And I, you know, it's a long day. You start cooking at like nine in the morning, and I I had a bourbon cream in my coffee first thing in the morning, <laughs> and then I think it was probably about noon. I started having some pours as I was cooking. And I smoked a turkey, smoked a ham. Um, I made sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole. Um, what else did I make? Uh, baked beans. Uh, we did a mac and cheese. We did. Nice. You smoked that mac and cheese? No. I've no. had good smoked mac and cheese. Oh, though. yeah. Oh, I bet. There's a spot up in Detroit called Slow's, and they do a phenomenal mac and cheese. Have you seen where they have like the big block of cheese that they just like shave <laughs> off and like, oh, yeah, and like, it just melts, yeah. uh, melts cuts. Like, yeah. You, yeah, there's some German places that do that. Uh, there was a place here in Columbus that does that actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's downtown. Um, and they, for the buffet, it's like this big cheese wheel. And then they have it sitting there heating up. And then when you want some, they just come over and just basically yeah. like melt goop it off, like with a blade. Like a hot uh-huh. knife or yeah, whatever. It, yeah. just, it just kind of melts onto your plate. It's super it's, satisfying, though. Oh, yeah, it's, it is. It's like disgustingly amazing. <laughs> Another heart attack. Right. <laughs> Bakers does it. I wish I could determine what I'm tasting or smelling on this. Um, it's very good, though. Like, I don't know if it's sarsaparilla. Like, you said sarsaparilla is sticking with me. 
Well, and I don't like root beer. That. I'm not a root beer person, but maybe like a root beer float with like some ice cream or something mm-hmm. in there. Maybe something a little more woody, like a birch beer. You ever have a birch beer soda? I have not had a birch beer oh, soda. That's really, it's really good. You should try that. If, if it's like this, I would enjoy that. Go ahead, dude. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm, I was trying to figure out, too. I, I don't get as much root beer as, like you cream said, maybe soda, like a maybe. birch beer. Oh. A cream soda. And with that, with that marshmallow... It gives it more of a cream soda type. Yeah, of, I think uh, I'm getting cream soda now that I think about it. it. Um, but yeah, I'd say cream soda is a good, good description. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we went to that Four Roses yeah. uh, bottling factory, other gift shop, and then that was on our way to Jim Beam. And what I hadn't told Tyler, I'd, I think I'd only told you up mm-hmm. to this point, was that we had been, we had signed up for the Heritage Tasting, and then we were um, upgraded to a VIP tour. And uh, I guess Ariel Jan, who used to work at Woodenville, we had interviewed a couple years back, and she recognized our name on the on the guest list coming in, and she bumped us up to... Which is impressive. That was a few years ago. The Legacy You know what tour. I mean? Yeah, it was. Um, but she was awesome. She was a great guest. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, but th- she bumped us up to the Legacy Tour, so as soon as we arrived on site, we got to do uh, basically a tour that was a a VIP tour. So we got to do the regular standard parts of the tour. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You got to see the bottling line. You got to see the regular Rick house and the, all that kind of stuff. And then they took us over to the, uh, what Booker T no or whatever. Freddie, Freddie B no. Oh, Freddie B no. But the Booker, basically it's the Booker. Yeah. Uh, distillery. <laughs> um, so they had a, a little separate, just recently built Booker distillery. It's their experimental distillery basically, or still. And, uh, that's where they do all the bookers. Um, but then they had a bar down in the basement, so that was part of our tour. And then in the bar in the basement, they gave us a uh, another uh, like a tasting, basically, which was really nice because what did we have? We had uh, we had the Hardens Creek Boston, we had the Old Overholt Old Ten Year Rye Cask Strength. We also had a toasted um, the Basil Hayden Basil toast. Hayden toast. That's right. And then the Seven Year Knob Creek Rye. Seven Year Knob Creek Rye. Right. But before I, that, we were able to try the actual distillate yeah. Yeah. upstairs. Which and that's, that's where I, was, I embarrassed myself. <laughs> well, that's what I, I wasn't going to talk about you embarrassing yourself. <laughs> we can come to that in a second. But what I thought was really interesting, so they talked about the two different um, white dogs that were coming off the still. Yeah. And Jim Beam, I think, is one of the largest producers of bourbon, spirits, whatever you want to yeah. call it there. And they said that off that still, it was 30 gallons a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of hard to fathom. Oh, 30 gallons yeah. a crazy. minute. And then in the uh, the Booker No or the Fred B No whatever um, distillery, it was three gallons a minute. It was trickling. It, it was, was just yeah, trickling. Yeah, it was. It was neat to see, and that's what they talk about. We slow it down, you know. Um, what I thought was interesting, quality, too, right? Quality control mm-hmm. was that they do different entry proofs. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you know, for example, Buffalo Trace, like everything goes in at the same entry proof, except for the weeded. But I mean, everything in that mash yes. bill. Like they had different mash bills. But they also had similar mash bills going in at different entry proofs, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy. I was like, oh, that's yeah. kind of neat. Jim Beam, Knob Creek, and Basil Hayden are all different entry proofs into the barrel. Yeah, which I thought was just kind of cool. And, you know, I think that it makes sense that they could I, – I always wonder how you can have the same mash bill and you come out with all these different products. Right. You know, and I know that partially, like, where it is in the Rick House makes an, a difference. Like – I get it at Buffalo Trace. Their rickhouses are so big. Uh-huh. And like at the top of the rickhouses, you've got your benchmarks and, and different things like that. And then in the middle, you've got your Buffalo Traces and Eagle Rare and, and things. Uh-huh. 
you know, down at the bottom, you've got your OFC and a lot of the older age things that they do. Old Charter Oak right. stuff. You know what else you forgot to talk about there? Was they let us fill our own Knob Creek 90. Yeah, I was. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So so that I haven't opened mine yet. Have you guys? No, my thumbprint's on the top of it. I've opened. I want to open it. I've got three of them, so I didn't I buy can't one. I can tell it's my thumbprint if you look at it. Really? I, I, I tried <laughs> it to do like, like a, a really glob, good job to have know? mine like very impressioned. Like. Yeah. I like Knob Creek single barrels. I've got like five of them back there, and I like them all. I always forget about them because I just I don't I just don't go to them very often. Yeah. And you know what I really really have not seen any time recently, and I want is a Knob Creek twelve. Same. I was I've been looking for them. I've got multiples. I just don't understand. Like, Do you? Uh-huh. I think they're delicious. Are they becoming like a non-Ohio available? Like, are they just? They're different? getting more scarce. Yeah. Yeah. If you happen to stumble across one, let me know, and I will uh, pick it up for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Same. I, that's one I don't have, and I've never. I had run into them all the time in Indiana. But okay. like when I drive with take my boys, I'll stop in there for you guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. Let me know. Um, I just recently did a comparison with my wife, uh, tw- Weller 12-year, to the Knob Creek 12-year. Oh, that's a good comparison. And uh, Knob Creek blows out the water. Oh, not sure. surprising. I mean, they're two different. I mean, one's weeded, one's not. But one's 90-proof, one's 100-proof. Right. So, it's. Just, I mean, it's not exactly apples to apples, right. but just... The age. Yeah. The age is the same, and I think that that's a cool... Well, the price. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, right. you know yes. what I mean? Like, the, they're how both, much they're, they're sought after. They're both cheap. Right. I mean, the tw- well, if you get like retail, yes. Yeah. $42.99, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then the Knob Creek's, what, 50 or something for a 12? 70 for is, a 12-year now. Mm-hmm. Is that the normal price or just the Indiana price? No, that's, I think, the going rate. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Which the still is 15 years, $120. Yeah. Which the 15 years, eh. You're still getting under ten dollars per year. That's what I was getting ready to say. You're still getting when you said seventy. I'm like, that's not bad when it's twelve years old. It's not, you know. Um, And that's just a generic, you know, benchmark. You know, ten bucks a year. Um, But it's still a good. But it's a good benchmark. Yeah, I think it's pretty reasonable. It gives you an excuse to pay 150 bucks Mm -hmm. for 50. You know. Yeah. So we talk about those prices, though. Guess how much this bottle is? How old is it? Uh, Not stated, but it's older than four. Yeah. I don't know, probably eighty bucks. Thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good deal for this. This is good. So it's four years old. Forty forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this is pretty good. I actually, I'm glad we're doing this first. This is nice. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not blowing me out of the water, but it's good. It's got some really good flavor, some complexity to it. This is something you could sit with for a few glasses, and it probably will change over the course of the night, which mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Um, this isn't my ideal palette but i enjoy this i mean there's not much i don't enjoy to be honest i mean i'll be fair there um but yeah this is good i like the creaminess there's a you know like you mentioned that cream soda type of Mm -hmm. feel it's very it's creamy for sure yeah yeah which i always like that um it's got some viscosity that i like yeah and after we did the jim beam tour and all that we had a quick dinner at the Jim Beam table place and we all got that uh, spicy pepperoni like the hot honey pizza yeah. and how many people had heartburn after that I, I, I got I the sausage heartburn, but I think it destroyed us for our palate for the rest of the night yeah I had the way. sausage and it killed me too and I think that yeah we were I, eating Tums and mm-hmm. I honestly think yeah. that uh, the stuff that we had later that night we were not getting the right ta- uh, tasting notes just because of that hot honey pepperoni yeah. well, it was pizza. a long day we had had how many yeah. samples too no, but I but I think Anytime I have, like, for example, Donato's has a hot honey pizza, mm-hmm. and I'll get that all the time. And 
it's like one of my favorite pizzas right now, that hot honey. And so I'll get it, but anytime I have bourbon afterwards, it's like it goes almost all of the nuance of the flavors goes away. And I immediately from that point forward I'm tasting almost just like alcohol. It's mm-hmm. almost like when I had COVID. Yeah. I remember even saying when we were podcasting, I was like, I've got like flavor overload. Like I can't yeah. taste anything. No, I, like no, I was like, did. I don't know. A lot of people said that that night. It wasn't until halfway through the wild turkey. Uh, Kentucky spirit where I started getting something back. Yeah. I think I think we all started mentioning how we were getting a little bit more later on as we Cuz I never remembered a wild turkey Kentucky spirit tasting like that. Who me neither. Where did that one come from? Ron Who, brought that. Ron brought that. Yeah. That's right. It had a sticker on it so I was like it's a single barrel. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um so yeah, that's where we ended the night was con- you know there we didn't do anything that evening except for get back pop my midwinter night dram, played some cornhole and Well that was yeah. our bottle kill episode. So we did that that night and we went through we ended up going through four bottles. The plan was to do three, but we we killed the midwinter night yeah, dram, right? Outside. Just about. Oh, it didn't so I've I've got two pours left in it. Damn. Yeah, because yeah, I remember everyone outside. But, so I bought a four of them at the time. Wow. My, I, my buddy from college lives in uh, Wyoming, and so he got a reservation to go down and buy six of them. My wife did this unbeknownst to me. She talked to him about doing that. and That's cool. He paid for the shipping. So I got four of them, and he bought two, and he was like, this is so good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I, in college, I got him into whiskey. I took okay. about six bottles from home, and he's like, what did you get me into? <laughs> That's really cool, though. Yeah. And I just got a prisoner share, High West. I don't know what that is. Um, it's a prisoner red wine barrel finished, uh, their bourbon. Yeah. I have a Bardstown prisoner, I, too. I'm, I'm going to say something that's probably not super popular is that High West doesn't really do it for me. I mean, I, their midwinter night stram's good. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Um, but I, I feel like, and I don't know, did they get purchased or something? Like I don't know. I thought Jason had mentioned that, and I, I remember having a High West. I think it was their, uh, what do they call it, the bourbon rye, the boo rye? Oh, the boo rye, yeah. I remember having that and thinking it was pretty good. In 2019 and 20 were good from what I hear. And then I just, since I've had, since then, I just haven't enjoyed their stuff nearly as much as I, I did. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if something changed, but I thought Jason had mentioned something changed there, like someone bought it and changed some stuff. I, I don't know. But uh, High West is – what's the one in West Virginia that I'm thinking of? Uh, that's not High West, right? High West Mm-mm. is out west, right? Uh, that's John Bowman. No, that's Virginia. That's no, Virginia, yeah. Um, there's one that's – West Virginia? In West Virginia, yeah, and I can't remember. I'll, I'll go look. I've got a bottle of yeah. it. I've got a couple. Bottles. Well, the Midwinter Night Dram, all it is is their Rendezvous Rye, then finished right. in Ruby Port or Tawny Port. Right. Which is good. I, I don't – to be honest, I, I really have enjoyed the, the couple of Midwinter Night Strams that I've had. I've, I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only had a couple of them. And, I mean, I've liked all of them. I haven't had a bad one yet. Yeah. I mean, we had one here. We had one <laughs> on our trip, and that was, they were both really And really Tyler good. just got one from a Secret Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what he, he got that in his exchange that he did? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 1.1. <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah i was like what i'm like is that the encore because they only did one release of that i was confused i was really confused yeah i didn't understand i'm like they that. still got those first editions floating around I know, that's what i was like <laughs> I, I thought it was like the first year i was yeah, like, like 1.1 1. 1. he won that? on that yeah. <laughs> so um so that was the end of the first day um it was quite a blitz i mean 
We yeah. went to a lot of places. We didn't stop at any liquor stores like we were planning on doing. We didn't stop at – we didn't go out that night and go to a bar or anything like we were planning on doing. Well, that oh. picture online that you posted, I mean, and that was the first day of all those bottles. Oh, my God. yeah. There, I'm not kidding. There must have been $10,000 for the bourbon sitting Jeez. there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the good thing was is we got a decent amount of that for free. Yeah. So – <laughs> what killed me that night, though, as I, I was getting ready to go to sleep, and then Tyler and Ron and them were like, hey, we got Pizza Hut. Come on over. And I, was, I ate the I was, Pizza Hut. I was out by then. Next morning, I was like, hey, where's that calcium carbonate? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Heath bought it, is who bought it. Yeah. And uh, I was awake, too, just oh. meandering about, just, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you're, like, exhausted, but you can't sleep. Yeah, I had dragon I had breath, though. Dragon. No problem. Yeah, I, I had that up truck that Tyler talks about. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, we all smashed. I mean, it was. Oh, did you have some of it too? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Am we I all the did. Only one who didn't have <laughs> no, the pizza. The only people that did, like, it was Heath, you, me, Tyler, Jeff, maybe, maybe Jeff. Yeah, and I think that was it. Really, I was out. Yeah, I was out because I did not sleep the night before. I could because I always get like it's not anxiety but it's like excitement yeah and then I start thinking and then I can't fall asleep and that's how it was I could not fall asleep and then the couple of times that I did I immediately woke up and uh, just never got back to sleep so I maybe just had a small one again, I maybe please. had Thank two you. hours of sleep that that's night perfect um, so the next morning we started I was gonna say, off, yeah, let's talk about day two yeah we started yeah. off day two by going to breakfast at. Uh, what was it, like wild eggs or something like that? I think so. That sounds about right. We had a big debate about whether or not there's a line at Michter's or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which... Um, well, I've always enc- encountered lines. People waiting to sign up or do it. Well, here's the funny thing about Michter's is from what I've ever noticed, they don't release anything in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's usually in the afternoon. Um, now, there may be exceptions to that, and maybe they put it some stuff out in the morning just to mess with people, so it's not always, you know... Um, a day, you know, a certain type of time of day that they always release, but it sounds like it's kind of random. Um, and it sounds like it's more often than not in the afternoon, which is kind of nice. Um, so I think who was it, Jeff or no, no, Ron was really concerned about, or Jeff, I think it was Jeff was really concerned about getting there early and wanting to see what they had, what was released and what they could get. And I think the big thing everyone wanted to do was sign up for the fill your own bottle. Right. Uh-huh. Um, that's all I cared about. We had gone there so many times, and just it's never been available. Um, so it was nice that it was available. We made our reservations, and and everyone was able to get on the the line for that. Um, I think Jason, me, and Martel were the only ones that didn't do it. I didn't do it. Either. Oh, you were with us too, then. Yeah, I oh, got really? it. Mm-hmm. So we we went there after Wild Eggs, and then that was right before we went over to Evan Williams. Um, I think a few people walked. I drove a couple people. We went to Evan Williams, and we had our first experience there for the day. And so day two never sent never tends to be as much of a blitz, but we do hit a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think because it's all in Louisville, we're not driving nearly as much. I think it so it feels like less of a blitz. I yeah, think I, that's, I would agree that's with probably that. Probably why. Um, but so we went to Evan Williams, which was really nice. Um, it was different. So we went there last year and we did the speakeasy tasting. So no tour, just a tasting. With Lou. Yeah, and we had Lou, and uh, that's where Tyler got the bear bear hunter uh, <laughs> moniker, and so. 
we went through the tasting and the tour this year, which I didn't realize. I thought it was just a tasting. Uh-huh. I didn't realize when we when I signed us up that it was a tour too. Well, Jason kept saying I, I had no idea all this was back here. Yeah, and I didn't either. I agree. Like I, that, I, it surprised me too. Yeah, it was kind of neat for that reason because I had no idea any of that was back there. There was that much room in that building. It was like, a little cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just first getting into bourbon, I could see it being a really cool thing, mm-hmm. you know, because it was neat the way they had that projected on screens and, and you felt like you were actually in the, the little village and stuff like that. And so that part was kind of neat. And the original like store that was cut in there yeah, yeah, in yeah. the third floor. And then, yeah, like the, the walkway down Louisville, they had reenacted oh, yeah, what yeah. Louisville used to look like or whatever. So that was really kind of neat. And I didn't know any of that stuff about Evan Williams. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think knowing the history of him being a Louisville businessman and all that stuff and, and was the person of the, the, the dams or whatever. What was he? The dam. Um, he would, he sold the dam bait. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, to like dock your boats and stuff. Yeah. And then they would carry them to the other side of the dam and then they would push them over the edge though for you. I thought too, I thought they carried them over and then set them back in the water. Oh, maybe on that the was the other it. side of the dam. I'm yeah, pretty I thought sure. Some of it, they just pushed them over a waterfall or something. She said, um, but it was just a neat history of which I didn't like. He, like Jason said, I didn't know any of that stuff was back there. Um, they do have a distillery there, which is kind of cool. But uh-huh. they only make what was it? What was the only thing they said they made there? I forget, but I it was one particular product. Shoot, yeah, the Foursquare or uh, oh, it was yes, it was yeah, Foursquare. That's it. You're right. That's what it was. Uh, so they make the Foursquare. Because I hadn't there. had it until we were there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. I didn't care for it. It was okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I was what, glad we got to sample it, so I didn't buy it. Right. Yes. What was good was that Masters. Uh, yeah, that ninety proof. That it felt like a hundred and five, hundred and ten proof. But I picked up a bottle of that. Cause yeah, that was really good. It was really good. And then while we were there, um, we noticed that they did have the Elijah Craig C nine twenty three, but we couldn't get it because. It was only available for the people that were taking the speakeasy tour. Mm-hmm. Heath got one. Now, Heath, because they and had now, accidentally put one in with the toasted barrels up on the shelf, uh-huh. there was one just sitting there. And hey, he, this he, is he, different. Well, so I was with Heath. I feel like I need to tell part of this story. So Heath also bought a toasted barrel at Elijah Craig where uh, I did, uh-huh. okay? Because he said the same thing as me. I said, well, they usually have it at Evan Williams, so you never know. And he's like, I'm just going to get one. And I think he actually bought two because there wasn't a limit. Um, cause he was going to have Tyler be like, if they gave him grief, Tyler was going to grab it for him. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're there and I was like, Oh, they do have him here, Heath. And he's looking through him and he picks it off the shelf and he goes, well, is this a different toasted barrel? And we looked at it and we were like, son of a bitch, that's a barrel proof. That's not a toasted barrel. <laughs> and I was so upset. <laughs> that's, I, I love Elijah Craig barrel proofs. Yeah. And yeah. I had not gotten the C923 this year. And it's uh, there were talks of it being people's whiskey of the year. I think Fred Minnick has it in its top ten. Um, I think Jason. I, I don't. I haven't listened to his mm. top picks of the year if he's even released it yet. I don't think he has. Um, but he's been talking about it being in his top ten. Um, Fred Minnick though surprisingly put the Larceny. Um, he did. He put ahead. He put the, two I saw Larcenies that. ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, did he? it was like I, I know one of them. Five twenty-three and a five twenty-three or a one twenty-three. I think. Yeah, a one twenty-three and c nine twenty-three. I, I saw c nine twenty-three. It was like number too. two or three. Yeah, I agree. Like, it was like they were back to back. He had he had two back to back Larcenies. And then well, you know what I found really interesting, and I've mentioned this to a few people. <clears throat> Old Forester Signature One Hundred was in his top like sixty. Yeah, and I saw that. It was ahead of Maker's Mark Cellar Aged. Oh, I didn't see that. That's funny. I think which, I like scrolled kind of towards the bottom. Which to is look funny at his, like, because his, he had been asking for Maker's Mark Cellar Aged for years. And his video on it, when he sampled it, he just made it seem like the greatest thing ever. Well, but here's the thing. He does a blind. 
and uh, he does a blind and uh, a guy that I the bourbon sherpa the guy that I go down to uh, do a lot of picks with uh, down for bourbon enthusiasts he's always with us when we go on that on those picks um, so Eric's his real name but he started working with Fred on his podcast and so he was there feeding him his blinds so for all 100 he did all 105 hours and that's how and he just you know rated them rated them rated them rated them and then um, that's how it that's how it there, came to be the hundred. There's no way I could do not a chance. He doesn't. I, supposedly he gets them in his mouth. You know, Kentucky I mean, chews them and then spits them out. That's how wine is. But, but and I'm sure that you still get some of the finish. You know that way because you can't just spit it all out. It's not going to all leave your mouth. But I would think even if you did a hundred that way, you're you've got to be tipsy. Well, my because uh-huh. you're absorbing some through your tongue for a while. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah subliminal and all that. You're going to absorb it. Right. Like that's how a lot of medications work. Right. But, um, I just think you would have like flavor overload. If I gave you a hundred different slices of pizza and was like, "What was your best slice of pizza?" You'd be like, "Fuck, I don't that know." That would be the way to go out, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I almost went out on right. Christmas morning. Ohio, <laughs> Chicago, Pennsylvania, Detroit pizza. Yeah. But you're, I give you two slices from every state. You tell me. pizza doesn't count, though. Oh. You're a Detroit guy. <laughs> I like Detroit-style pizza. I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite. It's not even It's not even top five of my favorite Oh, I think it's pretty high. Like, Jets pizza is pretty high on my list. Jets, Jets is good. Jets is all right. Best chain. Jets, it's the best chain. Yeah, I wish Jets was open The best chain of Eve. all chains or the best Detroit-style chain? I think it's the best chain pizza oh, God, out there. Not even close. It's not even top five. God. Jesus. There's a spot called Freddy's, and do you do follow Portnoy and his pizza yes, stuff? Yes, I do. He but gave it. He an, is obnoxious as shit. He sometimes. gave it an eight point seven. Yeah, Jets, Freddy's, oh, up Freddy's, in Detroit. Freddy's, yeah. He's kind of a douche though. Like when he when someone. The, here's the thing about Portnoy, in my opinion, I agree with most of his reviews, most of them, but you can tell that he's kind of a prima donna. If someone treats him wrong, he fucking he basically burns their shit to the ground. And it's bullshit. Like that's not bi- That's not unbiased. Like it, when I want a reviewer, I want an unbiased reviewer. Like when he gave a zero to that one guy. Like come on, don't well, be a dick. Like yeah. I, okay, they asked you to leave. You know they didn't mm-hmm. know who you were. So first off, he was holding that against him. Yep. And then secondly, they asked him to leave the patio because he wasn't supposed to be recording there. He didn't ask them to record there, which is understandable. Two strikes against them right there. And then you could just tell. So then it just went downhill from there. Well, there's people getting fed up with him, too. Yeah, like, that's not the only spot that's done that. There was a big slice one. Did you see that one recently? No. Yeah, he was out there. He's like, ice cold. They gave me an ice cold slice. That was like, the place. Oh, okay, so b- that before the that, there he was... in the zero. Okay, but before that, there was another altercation where the guy came out. He goes, Dave, I appreciate everything you do, but you're bad for business. And I want you to leave. <laughs> that's fair. And, yeah... <laughs> And they, well, he stood there, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, going back and forth. Oh, damn, this is good. Have you had this yet? Yeah, I've been sipping on it, yes. Holy shit. This is, I'm glad. So this is bottle number two. Yeah, this is Peerless Bourbon. This is a bourbon whiskey finished in a rum barrel. What's the proof on this? And this is a sweet mash. 112.6. Now, all of Peerless is sweet mash, Yes. Right? Okay. So that's a they, very, very, um, generally speaking, when people run a column still, it's almost always a sour mash. There are exceptions to that. I assume that they run a pot still, but I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know the intricacies um, of that. I mean, because like the whole, the whole. I don't want to say the whole reason you run a column still, but one of the big reasons of running a column still is that you can just continuously run it. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to do batch after batch after batch. To do a sweet mash, you have to kind of clean, it clean out. everything out and start from scratch every time. Whereas a sour mash, which is what I probably I'm, – I'm making this number up, but it's probably what 90% of distillers, especially the big ones, do. And that's because they're running a column still and they're just running through it constantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and they use back set, which is leftover basically of the previous batch to help keep the pH and to help kickstart the uh, fermentation process. Mm-hmm. And so – you know, for for a company to do a sweet mash, I feel like that's not very efficient, for one. Um, not to say that it doesn't turn out to be good stuff, because a lot of times it does. We've seen Wilderness Trail does uh-huh. that. Uh, Peerless does that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if Peerless is a column still or not. That's, that's one thing I'm not sure of. Um, but this is... The nose on this is really rich. I get a lot of tobacco and leather notes on this on the nose. Agree. A lot of tobacco. A couple of the rum finished bourbons that i've had i feel like it does and i don't know the age of this but i feel like the rum for whatever reason whenever i have them it brings out a tobacco-y uh-huh. uh wood you know like oak type of uh flavor in the in the bourbon i get like a sweet tobacco i had the same thing with yeah that, sweet that tobacco, uh, yeah. bardstown that was finished in rum it was Which the same one? thing they have two, four uh, square and plantation. Plantation. The plantation I like a lot more the than West the four Virginia square. One? No, no, that was a different. That one. was a rye. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah, red that label. Was, yeah, uh-huh. I've got that one back there too. Um, um, but the plantation one. That's it, really good. I like. It, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yep. Um, but I do. I like. I, mine's got like maybe two pours left in it or something. I have a backup. Uh, <laughs> kind of locked away. I killed one already, and I got a backup for later. I tell you, man, you you tend to get your hands on a lot. Yeah, of stuff. you do. I got to give a lot of credit to my wife. You know, she awesome. knows what my palate is, and it doesn't hurt that she's really the breadwinner in the house. <laughs> you know, I do have some exciting news though. Since we're here, I got promotion at work. Oh, nice! So January fourth, it goes into effect. I'm the senior assistant superintendent now at Tartanfields nice. Golf Club. And so, does that uh, mean we I, get to golf more? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't golf, but I will drive the golf cart all day long. No, I'd love to have you out. Even Jason said he wants to come golfing. Heck yeah! So we can we all should, get out we there. Do a bourbon hunters, uh, not necessarily an episode, but just like a an outing. Like, yeah, that would be fun. I would that would do be a like lot a of scramble. Fun. You know, that would be a lot of fun too. Early, just early scramble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that would be oh, the that thing would be for even me. more fun. A yep. scram- uh, scramble, yeah, and then he do could some teams. Yeah, I could like putt. I've got a Top Golf card. That my son got me for Christmas last year, not this year, but last year. Still haven't used it. He just got a hundred dollar Top Golf gift card. Nice. So now we've got like a hundred and fifty dollars of Top Golf. I want to take him and Trina and Brylan and go out there. And yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Trina, Trina loves going to Top Golf. She's not a golfer, but she likes going to Top Golf. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's just a fun place. Well, it's to fun go. for everyone. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, no, like pr- no pressure. It's fun for the whole family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I it was definitely. Uh, a good time when we went out to Tartan Fields, me, you, and and um, Tyler, and then uh, who was the other guy that was with us? Oh, Marcus, our Marcus, assistant yeah, yeah. general manager. Yeah. yeah, so that was fun. Still trying to work out that barrel pick. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I gave you his happens, phone number, Tyler's it's, it's phone number. Be, it's going to probably be twenty twenty five by the time it's bottled. If, <laughs> I mean, no, well, by the time we actually get the opportunity to do it, and then it'll be another three or four months after that before we get it. So. Mm-hmm. It just uh, he had it set up when when we originally asked you the guy from Old Forester had it set up for us to be one of the first groups to go in 2024, uh-huh. but I but that's been six months now I feel like so it's probably it's we're probably stretching into 2025 now if yeah. I ever get back to him 
I mean, he's probably like, what the hell happened to these guys? <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, well. If it happens, it happens. If so not, this rum, I've uh, f- finished, uh, never seen one in the wild. And yeah. I was down there for a Bourbon and Beyond um, concert tour thing. And uh, right by our hotel where we were staying, we stopped in to just get some beverages for the hotel room. And I walk in, and I came back. I, I just spent $800 on stuff because that was our, our, our blitz before the concert. <laughs> And I said, I wish I didn't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> where were, where did you go? What what hotel were you in first off? Um, we were staying just outside of uh, um, near Elizabethtown. Oh, so you were you went we south? We okay. had dinner set up at the kitchen table. That's why I was there. I yeah. told you we had dinner there once before, right. and it was a good experience. I didn't mean to throw any clout on it or whatever, but just the beverages are really just expensive. expensive beverages, which yeah. I to be honest, at that point. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to get some food in me. And then when we get back to the room, like, we generally start popping open bottles at that point. Yeah. So I don't really care if I have beverages at the dinner. But their food's good. Beverages are how the restaurants make their money. I mean, to oh, be honest, yeah. that's they how they make, they make their yeah. money. Um, I mean, not that they don't make it on food, but they really make it on alcohol. Right. And a distillery yeah. restaurant is probably really going to try to make their money on the alcohol there, if they can. Because they want to offer some of their high-end hard to get stuff there but if they make it too cheap it's not going to be there very long right so they want to make sure it's there and it's on the menu and someone wants it they can order it but it's going to cost them you know a little bit of extra cash Mm -hmm. but so so, that was 135 dollars that's i think what hurts peerless really and why people yeah, don't really buy is, it a lot is, they're, they're, a they're high yeah. in my opinion but but it's good stuff generally and it's very batch variant too like once you get like one of their batched uh, double oaks from the distillery you're not going to find that again right? yeah right and they were talking about when when we did our tasting there last year they talked about that actually there's a lot of things they do and they just never do them again and you're just like what, what uh? and we had something on the tasting last year that was awesome but they didn't even have it to buy. And I'm like, why would you put it in the tasting there? Yeah, exactly. Remember that guy? He looked like Kenny Rogers or something. <laughs> yeah. But he was, was he was great, really, he The was baseball really pitcher or the, the country singer? The country singer. <laughs> but he was really yeah. good. He, he was, was good. A, yeah. But we were all done by that point, I yeah. felt like. We were mm-hmm. – it was the end of the second day. We were just like, oh, my God. Yeah, we and, were tired. But he made it okay. I heard Caleb left. I don't know. Their uh, distiller. I have no idea. Jason would know. Um so Evan Williams, we, we yeah, finished day, Evan Williams. Day two. Um, while we were there, Jason happened to see the brand manager, and the brand manager offered to take us down into the speakeasy to have some drinks, and we didn't know Lou was there. Um, we had no idea. So we go into the, into the speakeasy, and Lou's there, and he recognizes Tyler as the, bur- the uh, bear, bear hunter, hunter. Mm-hmm. which was amazing. That was just so funny. Cause that was, how many people do they see a year? Oh, absolutely. And, and it's been a year and a week since the last time yeah. we had seen him. And he recognizes Tyler and calls him the bear hunter. And I mean, that was just awesome. I was sitting next to Tyler and when he turned around, he was like, it is him. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just great. Like that was awesome. Now the thing that really disappointed me there was Lou saying that they were thinking about taking that speakeasy experience away and turning that just into a regular bar. Yeah, I agree. Which, I, th- honest to God, take away the regular tasting. <laughs> like, th- there's bars upstairs that could have turned into bars. Yeah, like that yeah. bar where we, we did, did our, our tasting. tasting. That could yeah, have been absolutely. a bar. And then across the, across the hall was another bar mm-hmm. or another place where they could have like tasted. A private I think tasting. it'd be a big mistake if they took that experience away. It was such a fun experience because... And Lou does that that job so well right that, that he's it, an know, actor. actor like he yeah. stayed in role of like a of a prohibition 
bartender mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so well it was really really cool well answer me this where else can you do a speakeasy experience or like an actual prohibition type of uh las vegas experience yeah i mean there's nothing else around that area that i'm aware there's of. there's a 1923 bar i think in las vegas that does something kind of like that but it's a little more mm-hmm. show style as opposed to you know uh intimate like we had when we were there mm-hmm. he so, tells history and tells a yeah. story leaves and- it in with a as part and he didn't even tell it like it was history Right. He told it like it was just him talking about his day that day. Mm-hmm. And it so was really cool. It's a scarce asset, right? Yeah. I Like, I, why would you get rid of a scarce asset? To be honest, it was decently cheap. I would have paid probably a little bit more for it. Wow. And you get a sticker to get the C923 with it, too. Well, for this year, last year... Uh, I don't it was the Evan Williams 12-year last year. Was it the 12-year mm-hmm. last year? Yeah, so, that was, but, but that was the thing that I liked about that. And Heaven Hill used to do that, too. If you got their connoisseur tasting, you would yeah. get a sticker and you would get a higher level. Like the William Heaven Hill was oh, one yep. of the ones you could get one year. And, and so like when you do that experience, it, it unlocks the ability to buy something. Hey, what do you got behind the counter type of thing? You know, um, that type of stuff. Uh-huh. You know, backroom bourbon, you know, being held, which is – I just think that's awesome. And so – when you do those nicer high-end experiences and then it unlocks the ability to get something you know no one else can get, right. that just kind of – I think that's worth something. And and um, that's why I was so upset with the Heaven Hill You Do Bourbon. The first time I went, it was an amazing experience. They had four things you could choose from. They had the Bernheim. They had the Larceny. They had the Eliza Craig Barrel, all barrel-proof. And then they had a fourth one, which was the Heaven Hill Select, basically. And I've still got my bottle back there from the first time I went. Second time I went, it was gone. So they only had three bourbons available to choose from and taste, and the price was still the same. That was my experience, too. And I'm like, what the – well, you're not reducing the cost with less being available? Right. Like, that's that's BS. And so I did it two more times after that. Both times were were below average experiences. And the the third time I did it was when we had COVID Karen uh, coughing all over the place. She was giving – our like – this is the day you call off COVID, Karen. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And I think, uh, uh, what's his name, had COVID the week after we got back. Josh. Josh, yeah. yeah. And I, I would not be surprised if she didn't give it to him. Because it was, and I even sent in a negative review and was just like, this is, this is it was almost disgusting. It's unacceptable. It was yeah, almost disgusting, the amount she was coughing. And she wasn't even covering her mouth every time. And I'm just like, like, it was bad. And we were so close still to COVID that, like, I didn't care about COVID. Like, I wasn't that worried. I knew that. You know, if you had a healthy metabolism, or not metabolism, healthy uh, immune system, immune system, um, and you were active and all that stuff, so you just had a better chance of you know not having too bad of an effect of you, of of it. But still, just you still have to be responsible. Yeah. If you're that sick, you just don't go to work. Don't be and respectful I, of people. I really thought COVID would have at least made it so that people aren't trying to be martyrs and go to work super sick, like they used to. You know, yeah. I at least I thought COVID would at least change that. Which again, that's just being responsible. You don't want to spread stuff for no reason, you know. Take the day off. Um, Back to day two. Day two. Sorry, Segway and and little uh, soapbox. Uh, so we're sitting there. He finds we go down into the speakeasy. Lou recognizes Bear Hunter. Um, after we're we're sitting there, Jason's on the phone again. He was on the phone the entire first day at Jim uh-huh. Beam. Didn't get to enjoy that experience because he'd done a release the same day. Yeah, and people and were, people were him asking up. him. I, it's, the link's not working or how do I do shipping or whatever and so he didn't get to enjoy that nearly as much as I think he would have liked because he had never been there either and then second day we're at Evan Williams and he's on the phone again I'm like what the fuck are you doing man 
And he's like, hey, just, he's like, just hold on, just hold on. And so I'm like, what are you, like, what is going on? Just be in the moment. And so what I come to find out later is he pulls me aside and he's like, hey, I think we're going to be able to go hang out with uh, Mark Carter at old Carter's place. I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's who I've been texting all morning. I was like, okay, I'll allow that. (laughs) I'll allow that. So I was like, well, what time? And so he told me the time. I was like, okay, so we've got enough time to run out to Blade and Bow. I was able to get my my gold julep cup. So I had my engraved julep cup that they had at Blade and Bow. And had you ever been to Blade and Bow? I had stopped in there trying to get the 22-year when it came out last year, mm. but they didn't have it. But, uh, yeah, so I saw the grounds from the gift shop, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. for sure. We did a tour there. Um, were you with us when we did the tour mm-hmm. there? Okay, I couldn't remember if that was the year you went or not. We were all hungover. We were shit. so hungover. And it was outdoors. It was during COVID. So, like, the entire the, – anytime you were indoor, you had to put on your mask. When you were outdoor, you could take your mask off, and all of the tastings were outdoor, uh-huh. and they walked you through the different Rick houses and different things, talked to you about, you know, the, they took you to the old distillery, like where the still was, showed you the smokestack and all that stuff, the old Fitz smoke uh, yeah. smokestack. Um, but you had like four different tastings there. There were a couple of, there was a rye, a couple mm. of bourbons, and then you finished with Blade and Bow. Nice. And it was really nice. And the Blade and Bow was outside of the gift center or gift shop, which had not been completed when we were there. They had added the second floor with that, uh, what was it, the Fox and Hound or whatever that. Oh yeah, whatever that restaurant or bar we sat up mm-hmm. in and had a drink. Um, but anyway, so we went to Blade and Bow. We went to their new updated gift shop or visitor center, um, and it's weird because it just doesn't feel like it should be there. Whoa, good save. The the place <laughs> doesn't feel like it should be there. Like it looks like it's not where like it doesn't belong where it is type mm-hmm. of thing, and so. Once you pull in, though, it's like, oh, Rick House's smokestack. It's a pretty cool grounds. And um, so we went in. We we perused the gift shop. We went upstairs, had a drink in their new bar area. Um, I had mine put in my new julep cup. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and so that was nice. We We just went there. It was just a quick stop just to kind of kill some time. And then we drove back, went to Angel's Envy. Uh, got uh-huh. the cask strength um, from 2023. I really wanted the rye cask strength. And they didn't have that, right? No. That, this is the first year of that, right? <clears throat> yes. Oh, I didn't realize it was the first have year. Have you tried yours yet? No. I did. Good? So I need I to try it again. No. Um, first re- first reaction, just like I'd never had a cask strength um, from Angel's Envy oh, before. You hadn't? No. And so I don't know if it's normal, but it had this really super buttery ness yeah. to it yeah and it just felt like a warm mouthful of butter my first taste yeah. wow but as i sat there and swirled it and i was i kept going back and forth from like ultra port to really stone fruit and other notes in it back and forth back and forth it was a different experience every sip huh. so I, I like it yeah i don't know if i like that really heavy buttery he would. I would like it. So I mean, I would have to taste it. We've done it, an episode of the cast strength. I used to have all of them going back to the only one I hadn't had was last year's. And when we went last year, they've always had it on our trip. Uh-huh. Last year, they didn't have it. And so I had gotten one every year on our trip. So I had had four of them, three of them. This was our fifth year, right? I got my I fourth so. one this time. So I'd had the now the 2023, didn't get the 22, had the 21, the 20, and the 19. So I had all those three. Uh-huh. Last year, went to get it, thinking, oh, they'll have it, because it releases like a week before, or two weeks before, or whatever. And so we went, and they didn't have it. They're like, yeah, we sold out in like an hour. I'm like, what? 
It's like, you guys always have it. And so this year they actually had it again. So that was kind of nice. Um, so I have one year, and it was the last year of the box. Yeah, they didn't give it this year. And this year they didn't have a box. And I liked the box because the fronts of the box came off, and they had a screw hole in the yep. back where you could hang, hang it up on, on a yeah. – So I have them in my in my room. I've seen there. them mounted. Yeah, yeah. And I, the only one I don't have mounted is that 2022. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed on that. But anyway, and I was disappointed this year that they didn't have a box, but the bottle is so much nicer. Oh, they embossed uh, angel wings on it, as opposed yes. to like having it etched in or painted on or whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's a much nicer bottle this year. It's a sure. really pretty bottle. I get they, why they don't they don't want to hide it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But no, but the box was just so cool, and every year it had a new design on it, and it was a magnetically sealed box. It was mm-hmm. so cool. Um, but yeah, so we went to Angel's Envy, and then that was quickly on the way back to get to Carter. So we went to Old Carter. Mark Carter is like stumbling into the into the place <laughs> with like six bottles in his arm. Yeah, trying yeah. to open Wild. the door. Um, we had been trying to go to Old Carter for years because Tyler's son's name's Carter. He, uh-huh. He's just wanted Old Carter for a long time. You were able to get him a bottle the night before, which was nice. That was cool that we we were able to do that for him. Yeah, agree. Thank and you then, for setting that up. Yeah, and then the next day we got to hang out with Mark Carter. That in was his so upstairs cool. lounge. That was so neat. Uh, we had some pictures, I think, posted on our Instagram for that. His energy is awesome. Yeah. He was and so he just, friendly and welcoming. Yes. Yeah. It's like we could have sat there. Like, I felt bad that we had to leave to go to that bar. Oh, we were debating whether to go to Barstow or not. I know. We were. And I'm just like, eh, I don't want to leave. But yeah. at the same time, you know. We paid for it. Right. And I got it, a picture with him to send to Lorenzo because he's got so many old cars. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. He was like, hey, sneak a flask out. <laughs> Well, he and then he let he gave us a bottle. To yeah, go. gave Jason yeah. a bottle because yeah. he opened a bottle. He opened the Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yes, while we were there, and then when we were leaving, he gave it to Jason. He was like, "Here, just take this." And Jason's like, "What? Serious?" <laughs> so we killed that. We killed that that night. And then, like you know, props to Jason for sharing that because Jason just could have been like, a, "Jason's about." Sharing. He is. I know, but he, the... he could have just like put it in his own stash, and none of us would have been like, "Hey, break that out, buddy!" Like we would have all been mm-hmm. understanding. And, and I say this not in a negative way, but he sees so much stuff. Oh yeah, that if he just held on to everything that he gets and didn't share, like he'd uh-huh. he'd be swimming in bottles and bourbon. Like he already is, I think he is. He is, and every time he comes over here, he brings stuff. Oh and my I, god, I know, and I love that. Uh-huh. I've been I, able to and try. I tell him, I'm like, listen, when I invite you over, I'm not. You don't have to bring something. You can just yeah. come over. And but he, I think he has so much that he yeah. probably feels like, well, if I don't take this stuff over to his house or to wherever I go, if I don't take something uh-huh. with me. I'm never getting through this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the same boat. We acquire way more than what we drink. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like we're, I'm, I'm not collecting to flip there. I no. have never in my life flipped a bottle. And if I've ever sold a bottle, it's been at what I paid for it just uh-huh. to help a friend out who was looking for something. I don't I've flip. traded bottles. Yes. Bottles. I've traded antiques. I've traded. Yeah. I've, I've traded. But like, for example, I've had a couple of buddies who were looking for a bottle of Blanton's for their dad or for whatever. And and I'm like, okay, yeah, here's one 60 bucks, you know, whatever. And I don't, I don't, I just charge them what I paid for it. Right. Um, And everyone always knows it. this time of year, people are always like, hey, uh, you got some Blanton's? I'm like, yes, I've got some Blanton's. What do you, what do you want? (laughs) Um, And I get lucky. Like every time I go to the, the, I feel like every other time I go to the distillery, it's Blanton's. So I just pick up a bottle when I go. Yeah, I was so stoked. It was E.H. Taylor. Taylor, Because I I never walk in E.H. Taylor. Honestly, it's always E.H. Taylor and Blanton's for me. For me, it's Eagle Rare every time. Which I'm not mad at. So my last three times now have been Blanton's. um, Well, actually, last four times. uh, It's been Blanton's, E.H. Taylor, Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor. 
my last four times. Wow. So I, I've been, you've dodged me. the Greenweller bullet. Yeah, and I wouldn't get it. I've I, had the Greenweller once when I was there. I wish they sold it. I wish Antique was in the rotation. I do too. Because it's so hard to get now. Yeah. And it's now really good. Saturday releases, I'm just like, mm -hmm. I, I can't do the Saturday releases because I, yeah. I coach at that time. And I just, I don't know I that I... can't stand in line. I'm not that kind of a person. Well, there's that too. I'm <laughs> Mr. 6 a.m. line yeah. stander. Shit, <laughs> Mr. 9 p.m. the night before line stander. Oh, for stag days, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, so from... from Car Carter. Carter was great. How many how many bottles did we probably go through? There's Seven. a picture. And is that is that counting the, the Bardstown Bourbon Company? No, Carter? that's not including the Carter so we, Bardstown. So we tasted eight bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And he sent one home with us. And you liked the, the rye. I liked yeah. all of them. You liked the rye yeah. that was and there. And I'm not a huge rye person. No. I liked them all. It was super spearminty to me. It, it yeah, was, that was a good tasting oh. note. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I, and we both said that at about the same time. I remember that. Um, so we, we hung out with him, had seven or eight samples of, of bottles that he was just he didn't care. No. And I think he's in it for the same reason everyone else is. He wants to hang out. He wants to create something nice, but he wants to hang out and drink it with people. Well, his main business is the winery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a good but, point. But I just, it's just cool because people just want to hang out. I, I, What's honest the name God, of his winery? Do you know? It's Carter Cellars. Okay. I wasn't sure if it had a different name. Mm -hmm. I just think it's great that. They're expensive wine. When know, people get into bourbon for the, for the reason why we are into bourbon. Like, they're creating it for the same reason we like to drink it. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's a social thing. You hang out, you talk to people, you learn stuff about them. Yeah. I just think that's an amazing experience. And I think that when people are doing it for that reason, I could hang out with them all day. And he was one of those guys we could have hung out with all day. Yes. So from there, we went to, we had to, and we had to abruptly leave. And we told him ahead of time. We told him ahead of time we had an experience that we had to get to. So it wasn't like we were just like, okay, thanks for the stuff. We got to go. He, he knew we were on a clock. Mm -hmm. um, and we actually ended up going, we were probably five to ten minutes late showing up we walked in like fools though that would put us over the mark top. fucked us up i remember oh, dude yeah. you and i you were like i think mark fucked us up i'm like yeah for sure so so <laughs> we drove to bardstown bourbon company it was like a mile away maybe a half mile away <clears throat> and i drop everyone off and i see right up in front of the bardstown bourbon company there is a parking spot right there and it's small <laughs> So I, I drop you guys off. I pull up to the parking spot, put on my blinker, put on my reverse lights, and a car pulls up behind me after I've done all that. I yeah. put on my blinker, and I put on my reverse lights, and he pulls up to my bumper. So I just start backing up. Yeah. And he honks at me, and I roll down my window, <laughs> and I hold like out my finger, episode. and I just started backing up again. I'm parking there. And yeah. I started backing up again. And, and so he just immediately backs up. Pulls up beside me, stops and says, you're never going to fit in that fucking spot. And I said, watch, watch me. <laughs> I got in on the first try. <laughs> and there was maybe, maybe a foot on either side of the bumper. It's it, phenomenal. I, I, have always, I grew up driving a 78 Buick LeSabre four-door. Oh, nice. The thing was as long as this fucking house. Mm -hmm. And I would, now, there might have been some bumper... <laughs> you know, tagging going on when Oof. I was doing it, but I had to park on campus. Yep. Yeah. You know, like on 11th and Chittenden and all those places in South campus. So I was always bump parking my big, huge Buick to get into spots. Yeah. And you just had to. So I, I can get anything into anything. I'll pull up next to I, was, I was thinking that too. I'll pull up next to a spot and Trina's like, you're not fitting in there. I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> I was like, I am fitting in there. I drove a 91 Grand Marquis. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. 
Same, same type of thing. Like, uh, But anyway, so we go into this blending experience. It's, so Bardstown Bourbon Company, obviously they're based in Bardstown, but they opened up a whiskey row location in Louisville. And uh, they've it's got a very pretty facility. It's really like an cool. Apple store, man. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it it kind of like all, yeah. It, but that's how Bardstown Bourbon Company. If I had to, if I had to compare them to all the other distillery experiences, when you're in Bardstown, it's more like the Apple. Of, yes, of, it looked like an bourbon. Apple store, hundred percent. Yeah, but the but the Bardstown Bourbon Company in Bardstown mm-hmm. also has that kind of feel to it. It's like new age, a little more, yeah, more modern. They're not afraid to. Uh, to welcome in technology and embrace technology. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. thing that that I loved about the tour we had with them. Uh, you didn't get to do that tour because you were that was the year you didn't get to go. Yeah, I but call that, them the hits, hipsters of bourbon. Yeah, but you I, know what? I don't hate it. Their technology. They they embrace technology, and when we did the the VIP tour with them. Um, the year that we did the library thing, mm-hmm. the history of whiskey and in, in the library was amazing. But that tour he gave was really cool. Yeah. And the place was like, it was almost like a sterile lab environment all the way through. Which, when you walk through these other places, it's just like... Oh, dusty, rickety. Dusty, yeah. rickety. Exactly. And like people just sticking their fingers in the, in the mash, you know, like as it's fermenting. Which, yeah. you know, at the end of the day... It's getting distilled. How many times? It's so it's so be pure. Sterilized, it's yeah. going to be sterilized. Like who? But it, but you know you think about all these people dipping yeah. their fingers like at Maker's Mark and all these places Just you, into the mash, right? Yeah. yeah. But like it, it sounds gross. But then you're like, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be sterile. So who cares? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we went to that Bartown Bourbon Company. We did the blending experience. So that was kind of neat. God bless our host oh, uh, Lily. Yeah, she did a great job. She, awesome. she handled us. Great. Very well. Yep. <laughs> I think she actually enjoyed that we weren't just buddy duddies. We were actually, we were a little wound up at that point. Did you see her reaction when she was talking about how they don't name what the blends are from? And and I took a sip and I said it kind of tastes like turkey, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, and she gave these little like smiles, right. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might be right. Well, for the second one, I'll, let's just say it rhymes with slim jeans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I like to so. I don't know if you caught this, but the guy that was sitting behind Jeff and myself, he was actually an executive for a Brown Form. Brown oh, Form. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is hilarious. He was, and he was talking to us when we, me and Jason turned around and we're like, oh, and, and I think one of them recognized Jason. And then we were talking to them, and he's like, oh, this is, uh, he's like, this guy over here is an executive for Brown Form. And we're like, oh, really? It was like his brother-in-law or something like yeah. that. And he had set that up for all of them to do. <laughs> but... Do we have another to go through? Yeah, but I figured we were going to talk about something else here at the end, too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't want to run through them all. No, that's fine. Do you, want, mean, do you yeah. want it now? I can't stay a ton long. Right, right. No, I, that's what I was. So the last thing we did that yeah. day was we went to Michter's, did our fill-your-own-bottle after after we left from, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, Bardstown Bourbon mm-hmm. Company. So that was the last thing we did that day. And then we went back home and actually popped some more bottles, and, uh, and we finished off that old Carter. And we played some more uh, cornhole. The place we played with or stayed was outstanding, I thought. Yeah. I had one small complaint about the place that we stayed. And so does... What? Oh, you have the same complaint? No, I don't know if it's the same I complaint. I don't know. Um, he didn't have a bedroom. Uh, well, that's valid complaint. Um, well, this is coming from the guy who never had I've a never, bedroom. This is the first time I've ever had a bedroom. Um, <laughs> my complaint was... The, the building was super neat. I'm assuming it had been several different things and, you know, um, remodeled. Was it that you woke up at 150 degrees? No, I didn't. My, my room was warm. Sweat. My room was warm for sure. But it was that none of the walls went to the ceiling. Oh, right. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the if, light 
If someone turned on a bathroom light, it shined on like the entire first floor. Did you notice though in the bathrooms it had like plexiglass up all the way to the top? It didn't help with the sound, I can tell you that. Because <laughs> no. I turned on the sink every time that I had to take a dump or something. Well, that's you know what the mean? second like, night I told it, I was like, let's leave the light on in the bathroom so yeah. that if someone goes in the middle of the night, it's not waking everyone up. And yeah. Martel turns it off. And then Martel turned it off. I'm like, you motherfucker. So anytime someone went to the bathroom and turned the light on, it would wake up everybody. Because it lit up the whole ceiling of everybody's room. Yeah. So I made a because point. Because the last like three feet of the from, of the wall to the ceiling yeah, was, was all glass. Yeah. yeah. So I just wouldn't turn the light on. And I felt like my eyes were adjusted enough. Like I could see fine. Um, but even like sound. Like if someone moved in their bed squeaked it. Like the sound just traveled throughout the whole place. Oh, I'm sure I snored my ass off. You probably. Yeah, that was probably some nice white noise for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the topper on that's heavy, but uh, but the yeah, place, a heavy the place overall was nice. I think it would have been better had we had. I think there were seven bedrooms because Tyler yes. and Heath shared a bed. Yes, and then um, new guy got the new guy got the the no bedroom, the bed outside. Oh yes, yes. And I was a little irritated at that point, so I was and I, whatever. Anyway, so uh, but it was nice. They had the they had the cornhole outside. Um, it would have been nicer if not every bed was a queen or a king. If mm-hmm. there were a couple twin bedrooms, because yeah. like, because your your bed was in a freaking kitchen. It was in the living room, like I feel, but yeah, it yeah. was in the kitchen of the of the yeah. like the extension of the kitchen on that one side. Yeah, <laughs> and but like, if two or three of the bedrooms had twin beds in them, you wouldn't have been upset about that, right? Not at if all. If you were in a twin bed in a bedroom. As opposed, and we probably could have rolled that cot into my bedroom. Yeah, my bedroom was big. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that till just now. We probably could have rolled the cot in there. I would have been fine with that. Um, I mean, you would have just had to deal with me rubbing some things. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, did I say that out loud? This um, smells fantastic. By yeah, the it way. does. It smells really good. Oh, so that was the end, and then we get up in the morning and we drive back. I mean, it's there's really not much on Sunday because a lot of things don't even open till one or two on Sunday. Want me to describe what we got? And then for our last segment after we introduce this, we're going to talk about our favorites of the year. So this bottle is actually the second one. I've already we've already polished one off. Um, Oh oh, really? And I had gotten a bunch of samples from a buddy of mine from Texas. He sent me twenty six different samples, and I only gave him twelve, so I sent him more. And uh, he had a single barrel free ranch, which I wasn't impressed with, but my wife thought that I liked it. And so this came um, open at Sealbach, and this is their Free Ranch Farm Strength Uncut. Um, it's a batch 10, so they've done 10 batches of this. The interesting thing about Free Ranch, and I think also Peerless, is that Free Ranch is from farm to bottle. They do all their own and grain. this is in Texas? No, this is out in uh, Vegas area. Okay. What? All right, so I cheated. I took a drink already. No, that's I'm okay. Sorry. This is a 61.14% alcohol by volume, wow. 122.28 proof. Jeez. What's and the age on this? It's not age stated. I wish it was. So I feel like, like it looks dark. Desert. But that could just be the, the proof of it. This would kind of be like it, Russell's 13, you know, like a, a high proof batch of uh, barrels, but it's a four grain. So it's 66.6% dent corn, 10% winter wheat. 11.4% winter rye and 12% uh, two row barley malted on site. That's at a high corn concentration. 666. Hey, it is. This is really good. I was I was stunned, so we went yeah, back and bought I more. I expected um, 
when you told me it's from Nevada, right? Like deserty. Uh-huh. I'm thinking hot. I think like I get smoke the corn. wagon. I definitely get the corn, but it doesn't. It doesn't taste like a young corn, like a Texas yeah. whiskey. That's which I think it's the sixty. Going. What did you say it was the sixty-one? Sixty-six point six is the corn. Corn dent corn. So I don't know what other grains, other places are using corn well, wise. Corn. That's. I mean, a lot of times the corn's fifty-one percent or mm-hmm. or sixty percent. You know. But that's a high corn percentage, and that comes off in the flavor. But it's not a bad. It's not a bad no. thing. Like it when comes I, off like buttery corn, like buttery, like like you could put it on your mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a oh man, what do I want to say? Potatoes. Like a cream corn, like a yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I, what I normally when I say I can taste the corn, that usually indicates that it's young. But I think the high corn percentage on this is why the corn's coming through still, and it doesn't taste. It doesn't taste young. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's like buttery. Like it, it's. I like buttery notes. And it's That's really good. legs are just oh, hanging yeah. out on my That's hazy good. glass. Yeah, I, I like have the oilysty hands. Look how hazy my glasses. It's got a little yeah. bit of smokiness. Because my hands are so oily. I, I get some smokiness on the finish. It's almost uh, that's that's good. I like Most this. of the action is kind of in the mid for me. Yeah, yeah, but that's very good. That smoky finish. It's not. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not like crazy long finish. It's just a smoky finish. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go first. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have you go first for your favorites of the year, and it could be any category, anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's finished. I don't care if it's straight up bourbon, if it's rye. It can be anything. Just what surprised you or what impressed you this year um, from from the whiskey industry? So I brought the Frey Ranch because that is also in my top five for yeah. the year. This okay. farm strength, the batched vari- uh, variants from Frey Ranch. It's uh, To me, it just offers a lot of different... Um, flavors and notes that we don't get with a lot of our Kentucky uh, partners that we like to drink so much. Um, I also, this year's Midwinter Night's Dram, I felt like with uh, 180,000 bottles, they did a really good job with it. What Did we drink this year's? Yes. When we were in, because that was really good. And a lot of people are saying it's better than last year's um, yeah. Act 10. And I don't know with increasing the bottle amount, with, but they also increase the price too. Yeah. So like, are we going to get to a point where they're like 200, 250,000 bottles and it's just not worth the price for right. it? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's just the way the bourbon and whiskey are going right now. They're just, I feel like they're flirting with the saturation point of the price now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, where do we get to a point where people don't buy up all the stock? Yeah, and and then, they're and killing the secondary it with it too. So yeah, which which is a good thing. That's I'm fine a good with thing. That. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, it sucks that they have to do that to kill the secondary. And if secondary wasn't there, then they would probably not be thinking they could sell it for this much. Right. Right. Yeah. But but you know what? That's the other problem right now with the sec- these dumbass secondary people who are buying and flipping nonstop are showing these distilleries how much people are willing to pay for stuff. Uh-huh. And now they're pricing 80% of the people out of the market. Yep. And only the collectors are going to be able to get the, the high-end stuff, which uh-huh. if that's the way they want to go, that's fine. Uh-huh. You know, for the limited editions and stuff, if, if only collectors can afford that and get it, then I guess that's fine. It just sucks for people like us, the, the little people, that actually want to taste this stuff. Right. You know? 
Um, so go ahead. So then no next point. on my list is uh, from Nashville Barrel Company. Okay. It's a, uh, Their stuff's a been really good. Nash Tucky, <laughs> which is a Kentucky Nashville um, single barrel blend of a 10-year rye. And uh, I would love to put that up against a Parker's 10-year rye just to kind of see the difference <laughs> there because it's major price uh, differentials. And then also I got two from Bardstown, which I think Bardstown, look out for them in the future. Um, their right. origin series are just outstanding. If, they are. If you don't have Bardstown on your watch list, then you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, yeah, that Carter blend is really good. That's too. on my list as well as is number it? five. So yeah. I have the origin series, all three of them, and then Carter just as, a, as, as a the fifth collection. Yes, that's honorable that's cool. mention. <laughs> then Carter Here, is number five the thing on my list. Bardstown yeah. is is they've shown their ability to blend. Mm-hmm. by picking things and sourcing things from other locations. Um, and then their origin series, like you said, I think that shows their ability to actually be distilling good stuff. Well, they brought in Steve Nally, who had, was Wyoming whiskey starter right. and then Maker's Mark for a long time. Right. So, Brett, I know I, – I have a feeling I know what one of yours is going to be. Is that the Wild Turkey Singer Rick House F? Yes. Yep. So that's, <laughs> that's on there. Sorry, I moved my microphone. Take a drink. Um, I thought that was unbelievable. Thank you, Jason, for bringing that on. I don't know if you're listening. Um, but that was top three for sure for me yeah. that I got to try was the single Rick House F. Uh, the Elijah Craig C923 as well. That's a top three for me. Um, the barrel proof, obviously. It just has this like viscosity, yeah. all those notes that I really, really enjoy. Um, the... I'm gonna. I, I have the same like honorable mention for the Carter blend of mm-hmm. the uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company. I haven't tried it since we were down there. <clears throat> um, I need to open it. I don't want to open it because I'm afraid if I open it, I'll drink the shit out of it. <laughs> so I'm trying to like save it yeah. um, for a special occasion or something stupid like that. Um, but it was. It's like I said. It's like number four honorable mention. But the other one that I had, which was again thanks to Jason, was that Anderson County that he brought. Um, is that which the rare is a, character? Which is a turkey. Yeah, it's it was a, turkey, a 13 uh, year wild turkey, single barrel. Um, it was a $500 bottle, I think he said, which is crazy. Uh, I don't think it's worth $500, but I didn't have to pay for it. So, you know what I mean? That's why like, it makes the list for me because it was an amazing. Right, you know, you're not, it's, you're it's not about, to worry about value. Right, it's just about what did I taste that was phenomenal. That was something that just stood out to me that I was like, oh, my gosh, this was unbelievable. Jason, if you're listening, someone else wants to try it, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the single Rick House F, I think, is an easy like first place for me this year. Yeah. So I'm we're going to have a decent amount of overlap. I think we have yeah. a very similar palette. Um, for me, I'm going to start with an honorable mention just because – and this is a, this is a product line um, – Four Roses barrel strength. Yeah, yeah they're always. Yeah, so good. I'll tell you what, man. Like I've I the OESO that I, I think I've gotten six or seven of them this year, and I've not gotten a bad one. Yeah, it's crazy how much mm-hmm. I enjoy those, and if I see them, I grab one. I cannot help it. There, it's like I cannot do that minty one though. That F. That, that's the only. Mm-hmm. I I like it. Oh, but it's it's my least favorite of the ten recipes. The Two of the least favorites of my 10 recipes. Yes. Um, I will say that the minty ones on the low rye profile are not nearly as minty, in my okay. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're a little bit... But but you're right. That's probably my least favorite. But for eight of their barrel strength out of right. 10 products yeah. to be consistently... And, and, and the, the minty ones are consistently what they are. 
So like it's a not like or something. But you know what I mean? Like it's consistent. It's not like they're wildly inconsistent. They're consistent, and it's amazing. I go from a nine year to a ten year to a you know whatever, and it's the same recipe. And I get a. It's amazing what they're doing. Yeah. That a single barrel, you can put them side by side, and you're just like, damn, this is consistent. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's that yeast, man. And it makes you it makes you understand. And this is, I think, the dirty little secret of most of of uh, bourbon is that the yeast strain has so much influence on the flavor, and people don't talk yeah. about it. But four it's roses they don't share the yeast. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like their proprietary the stuff. Is the That's super secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and four roses is that exercise that shows it. Yeah, it shows you that hey, the yeast strain is that important. Everything mm-hmm. else is the same, but the yeast strain varies mm-hmm. that flavor as much as it does. And it, you know, when we did our Maker's Mark VIP tour, you weren't there, I guess. It was me and Chris. Um, you know, they took us into the to the yeast vault, and how they, you know, talked about how they protect that yeast vault and they protect the yeast, and it's always it's on a twenty four seven computer. Uh, system and if something changes in the environment, it alerts them immediately and like it's it's crazy. But like for the yeast to be that important, you know the Stitzel Weller mm-hmm. when Diageo bought it, that that yeast strain supposedly is lost. Yeah, which means that we'll never ever get to ever experience the original Pappy, right? You know, weeded bourbon ever again. So now we're dealing with the Buffalo Trace weeded, mm-hmm. which you know the Pappy line, which isn't the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. No. It's just not. And so, you know, for what Four Roses is pumping out, their barrel strength program is phenomenal. So that's my honorable mention. Um, That was a long-winded honorable mention. I would love to try a Jim Rutledge Four Roses or an Al Young just to kind of compare it to the Brent Elliott. I don't know that that much has changed, to be honest. I think what was set in place from from Rutledge or Young, I I think that was just continued on. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that much has changed. I don't don't know enough to make that assumption, but that is my assumption. Doesn't Bullet have 10 recipes too? They don't have 10, I don't think. I think they have four. Okay. I think they have a high rye and a low rye and a high, like of each one of those, I think it's a different corn percentage as well. Because there was I rumor think. that they were getting uh, four rows stuff when they started out. Maybe early, I, but I they, they do, I believe, have four. Okay. Because when I've done the barrel picks there, there were four different, I think there were four recipes to choose from, okay. I believe. I know they have a high rye and they have a low rye, and I think there's two versions of each, I think. Gotcha. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, so now going into my top three um, of the year, the limited edition small batch Four Roses is my number one. That was phenomenal. Yeah, Jason brought that on. I forgot yeah. about that. We one. had it the same night. We had the, the and I think because you had the uh, single Rick House yeah. that same night, it kind of for you it, that's your palate. It overshadowed I think the Four Roses. Mm-hmm. Um, the single Rick House this year's release for Wild Turkey is probably my number two. Okay, and then the, my number three is the um, Anderson County Pride of Anderson County. No, or, um, oh C nine twenty three C nine twenty three yeah. Elijah Craig. Yeah, it was very. good. I tried that. I got to throw that up there too. I it's didn't really, think about really it. Good. It is it's very a very very good. Year. Yeah. That's why when we were it's at almost Evan 14. Williams and I couldn't get a bottle of mm-hmm. it, I was so upset. You ended up with one, right? I did. Yeah, that's why I, I took. As someone was walking down the stairs, I took their uh, sticker, sticker from their, yeah. uh, and then I gave it because I had been making such a big deal trying to get it from the people. If I all of a sudden showed up with that sticker, they would have known. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to uh, Martell. Martel and Martel yeah. went up and bought it for me. We'll so. we'll talk off air and uh, I'll get you in touch with Lorenzo. Nice. Lorenzo's the guy, apparently. Right? 
I, I mean, if you like. want it, he's the guy. I have one. <clears throat> it, oh, you got, have a yeah, C923. Martel got it for me. Oh, yeah. I had to take the sticker gotcha. off of someone in the stairs on the way okay. down. I thought you didn't have one, and I was I like, know. I would be potentially like okay. interested. So, well, we'll yes, connect you with absolutely. Lorenzo. Yeah. Um. Damn, that is good. It is very That's good. Really good. Yeah. This is this one's in my top three. I well, go. I go for a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. No, it's not weird. I, I honestly like to try out different things that are a little bit, you know, challenging the normal, traditional v- vanilla caramel, whatever oak. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do like those things. Those mm-hmm. are probably, but like, I like Old Forester One Hundred because it's got yeah. that little pop of banana. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I I don't always go to the traditional route but i do i really like the traditional bourbon that's what got me here but i like to every once in a while i don't know that i would sit down and drink this every night but it is a nice departure from the regular it's very good yeah four grains aren't very common either well that's what Midwest spirits does they do a four grain do they yeah they're michelone or whatever oh yeah that's a four grain i like their dark dark pumpernickel everyone that dark pumpernickel pumpernickel is part of they've got rye they've got wheat they've got malted barley and they've got corn in there so the the dark pumpernickel is part of their bourbon. That so. shit wins awards all the time too. Their, their I've heard their Michelin or the weeded Oloroso sherry that they got out is phenomenal. I've got some, I think, back there. It's, it's I good. just had some of their um, Castling sherry Christmas Eve, believe it or not. When I was like Christmas Eve, I always like to bring out like all my good stuff, right? Things mm-hmm. I normally don't drink, and I was like. <clears throat> And I didn't know, like, the next day, I'm like, am I mad that I puked it all up? I got to taste it at the time. I guess it didn't matter because it was hours later. <laughs> you right. the original flavors. Yeah. That's all that matters. Um, we're an hour 20 in. I didn't really want it to be this long of an episode tonight just because end of the year, I just wanted it to be yeah. a quick recap. But So of these three, would you say the, you like the rum the best, the Peerless? I, probably the Frey Ranch, to be honest. Yeah. That would yeah. be mine. Favorite. I'm Frey Ranch, 13th Colony, and then Peerless. Okay. The, the only reason the Peerless finished last was like mouthfeel for me. Yeah. That's a big component. Yeah, the 13th for me. Colony had a better mouthfeel. I agree. Uh-huh. But I and think, that's the only reason. But it's not I, bad. But I think I'd still go Frey Ranch, Peerless, then 13th Colony for me. So. Well, my experimental barrel is almost ready, I think. Oh, so. cool. I didn't know you were doing an experimental barrel. Yeah. You know, like, dude and I, we talked about it, and you can't replace oxidation time mm-hmm. and the corn and everything. But I've been doing a lot of different things, like turning the barrel a quarter, a quarter, a quarter. That's cool. Taking it outside in the summertime. How let big it is the get barrel? really hot. Five liter. Okay. And Eaters? I pre soaked it with uh, Captain Morgan spiced rum before mm. I put the white dog in. Is it? Can you say who's White Dog? Yeah, it's a uh, Buffalo Trace. It's a okay. blend of their seventy-five percent Mashbill One E.H. Taylor, twenty-five percent um, High Rye okay. Blantons. Oh, I'm, I'm I want to do something very different. How old is it right now? So I put it in January second of last year. Okay. Are you sampling uh, it all? Yes. January second of twenty twenty-three. Yes. So and I'm year. I'm planning to I'm planning, but t- if it finishes earlier than that, I'll you know pull it out, but. Um, I'm going for like 423 days, which would be the equivalency of four years. Okay. Is that, is that the equivalent, uh, for a five liter barrel? For a five liter. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's really cool. <clears throat> Interesting. I like that you put it outside in the sun and like you do all yeah, these things. I mean, I've been trying to imitate a lot of the in and out of the mm-hmm. wood. I've got a hairdryer you can put up against it. Yeah. You know, or, um, it, heat lamps. Yeah. From, like, yeah. A, heat cycle it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a heat gun that I use on my but car. I'm excited to bring stuff. that for you guys to try. No, it. no absolutely, awesome. that's awesome. Um, great year this year, I think. I mean, minus oh, yeah. personally, not so great for me, but uh, bourbon wise, it's been a great year. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a 
a lot of really tasty stuff. I think Jason's been a big part of the reason mm-hmm. why I've been able to taste some amazing things. You brought some, for me. some really great things over. Um, our trip this year was just phenomenal. Again, was, thank you for allowing me to come. Yeah, of course. Thank uh, you for joining. Honestly, it was probably the best trip we've done so yeah, far. Agree. From an overall experiences standpoint, the fact that we got to sit down with Mark Carter, mm-hmm. the fact that we got that Jim Beam VIP tour. I feel like the size of it was just right. Yeah, I think 10 would be the most we could probably handle. Agreed. And we were at nine this year. So um, I, I honestly think 10 would be the most we could handle unless we had actual drivers and two buses, you know, like, or a bus and a drive. Like, uh-huh. it would be tough. And we'd have to rent out the entire, all three floors of the place we stayed in. Yeah. I, you know, but it was it was good. It was a really good experience. And a couple of the places I called this year, we, we couldn't do because we had too big of a, a group. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, as you get bigger groups, it's harder to get. It yeah. is. And, and some of them were limited to no more than six. So like you couldn't, it wasn't that they weren't available. They just didn't accommodate that size. Let's just run out the Sappho Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, do they rent that out? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's more of a museum now. Um, all right. So uh, thanks for joining in this year, guys. Thanks for supporting us this year. Um, our, our listenership has really taken off this year. Um, I don't know what did it, but if you if you're one of those new listeners this year and you and you enjoy the show, send us some feedback. Let us know why, so we can continue doing that. Uh, but also, don't forget to to give us a rating on Apple or wherever you listen. Uh, it does help us actually uh, uh, get listed and things show up in searches and stuff like that. Uh, so please give us a only only high ratings, no, none of the low stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, give us some feedback. Let us know what it is that you like, what you don't like. Um, and we'll try to do it more. If you like us getting drunk on the air, that's fine. We'll do it more. Um, if not, if you like the historical stuff, if you like the, just the tasting notes, or you just like hearing about our lives, if that's what it is you're listening for, I mean, I can't imagine how boring your life is if you're enjoying listening about our lives. But if that's what it is, let us know. Um, but thanks for joining in. JD, thanks. For, uh, you've been yeah, on, thanks, JD. What, six or seven episodes this year? Six. Um, seven. Brett, you were on... Four? A couple. Four? A couple, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler was on like four. Uh, but uh, he had a busy day. He had a new kid. Yeah. Right? All the pops. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining in, guys. We really appreciate the support. And uh, we'll bring it in uh, hot next year. So thanks. Thank you for joining us on yet another hunt for great bourbon please give us a five-star review anywhere you are listening. But if you can't, leave some constructive criticism in the review so that we can get better at improving our show. Good reviews help us bring better guests on for your listening pleasure, not mine. But until then, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon.